amazing listeners. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Transform Yourself, a podcast that's all about empowering you to shed those stubborn pounds, embrace your best selves. We are your hosts, Casey and Tyler, and we use the four M's of fitness, mind shift, meal shift, micro habits, and muscle building to create an attainable and sustainable approach to weight loss. We have lost a collective 130 pounds. We have kept it off for two years. Whether you are a fitness enthusiast, a beginner, maybe you're just curious about making positive changes, Transform Yourself is a go-to source for inspiration, information, and a good dose of motivation. Today's episode, we are going to cover the topic of habits. In today's episode, we're going to cover what is a habit, we're going to cover where you should start with habits, tracking your habits, and how to make a habit stick. To be clear, we're not talking about what nuns wear? We are not. To be clear. No. Okay. Moving on. Not those. Not that kind of habit. All right. So we all know that it's the small, consistent daily improvements that make massive success happen. If you are looking for weight loss, it's those small, consistent daily improvements. It's the habits that you have. When I first read Atomic Habits by James Clear, and I will probably refer to his book several times in this podcast because... So just buckle in and is, get over it because... <laughs> it is the Bible of habits. It really is to me. It's a great book. I'm not as much of a self-help guru, I think, as you are, but yeah. that is a great... That's a great book for life. I've listened to it many times in my vehicle. I've read it. I've annotated it. I've highlighted it. Pages are falling out of it. Um, it's a fantastic you book should, and I highly recommend it. I highly recommend to, to listen to it, read it. You should take a picture or do a video. It's not just BS. Like I really do think this is the greatest book show how many annotations and <laughs> right. Cause you know, you have studied it the way that some people study the Bible. I, I have, <laughs> I have in his book. He talks about the idea that so many times we're looking to see results really, really fast with the small improvements or habits that we have. And he gives an analogy of an ice cube sitting on a table in a room that's maybe 20 degrees. That room is slowly warming up to 21 degrees, 22 degrees. It's like you who are, you're slowly incorporating new habits into your life and you're expecting change right away. Well, that ice cube is not going to change. Even though the temperature is changing, the ice cube is still going to be frozen on that table at 23 degrees, 24 degrees. You're not going to see a noticeable difference taking place, but there is change taking place. And then you're going to cross this threshold of change where all of a sudden you're going to start to see the change in yourself. That ice cube, once it hits 32 degrees, it's going to start the melting process. So I thought that was a really great analogy in his book. That's basically the exact same thing as the the story of like a frog in a in a pot of water. You go one degree up, one degree up, one degree up, and the frog never notices because it's so incremental. Right. Usually in the frog analogy, it's something negative that's creeping in and you don't even notice it. But he's trying to say like it's also the same thing for positive habits that you can crank it up very, very slowly and you'll get to a place and not even kind of feel like you've not even realize yeah not realize it not feel like you've really done anything because it's been so tiny you're taking baby steps every day right but you still get there yeah another one of my favorite analogies is that toilet paper roll analogy have you seen influencers (laughs) do this one no again are you see very different (laughs) things and i see so the toilet paper analogy I've seen many fitness influencers do this where you tear off, you know, a single square of toilet paper or maybe three or four squares of toilet paper at a time 
and you don't notice the toilet paper roll getting smaller, but you're making small daily changes and every day you're being consistent with that habit. And over time, if you tore off three squares of toilet paper every day, over time, you would notice that toilet paper roll getting smaller. So same thing. It's a gradual change if you're doing it right, because there's a right way to do habits and there's a wrong way to do habits. We're going to talk about that during this episode. Let's stop and define habit first. First of all, habit is basically a behavioral change. It's a behavior that's been repeated enough times that it becomes automatic. And that's exactly what you want. You want it to be automatic. You don't want to feel like you're having to use a lot of your brain activity, brain power to do the habit that you have created for yourself. Once a habit is actually created, your brain activity decreases in order for you to have to do that habit. I don't have to think about toweling myself off when I get out of the shower. I just do it because it is automatic, but that is actually an example of a habit. It's something that we do. I don't have to think about when I get in my car, buckling my seatbelt. I just do it. Yeah. It, It doesn't take any brain power or activity to think about those things because it is a habit. It is ingrained in my brain. It's a mental shortcut. The thing is, is that's really great that it's a mental shortcut, but The problem is that we have good habits like buckling our seatbelts, but then we also have bad habits that require no brain power. And for many people, that might be watching too much TV, picking up your phone first thing in the morning. Um, I know I'm I'm sitting here like poking my phone, saying something popped up, something popped, looking for that dopamine hit. Has something popped up? Right. While we're doing this, like literally just through my phone across the room. I know (laughs) because you're right. Because you don't even think about it. We have so many little distractions. Anyways, sorry. It's I'm okay. derailing you. Eating, it's fine. Um, eating just, yeah, eating junk food is, is a big example of a bad habit. These are all mental shortcuts. Whether they're good or bad, it's mental shortcuts. And you audit, you're kind of on autopilot when you do these things. So we have to really think about what are the habits that we want that align with the goals that we have. And what are the habits that we don't want that don't serve us and don't align with the goals that you have? When we create new habits, it's because we have goals. And if you go back to listen to episode one, we talk about goals, we talk about putting systems in place. And we even talk about making smart goals, making a goal actionable, making it measurable. So it's when you create a smart goal is where your habits come from. It's one thing to say, I want to eat healthy. It's an entirely new thing to say, I want to add two servings of vegetables to my lunch and two servings of vegetables to my dinner every day. That is more specific and that is a habit that you can create. That is something that you can do without having to think about it over time. So where do we start? So where do we, yeah, oh, is that a, a actual question? Or rhetor- <laughs> I, I thought it was, a, I assumed that was a rhetorical question. <laughs> I don't know where do where well do where do we start? Where do we start? You look within. Right? A great place to start when you create a habit is starting with where you are at. You cannot start with where somebody else is at. Don't look at your favorite fitness influencer online and say, I'm gonna start where they're at. I do get DMs all the time. How many days a week do you work out? How many hours this? What do you eat every day? I don't want you to 
do what I do. I want you to do what is reasonable for yourself. What is it that you do? And I think that's that's really important because let's say you do you are a beginner and you do jump in and you try to follow whatever the protocol is of your fam- your favorite influence or whatever. It's not gonna, <laughs> it's not going to work out well for you. I mean, if you really just think it through, like if you if I wanted to get into writing and I'm like, well, I'm going to do Stephen King's daily writing protocol. I there's no way I could handle it. I'm sure. Right, it's and he same. couldn't either when he started. Absolutely, right? everyone. Like I know this is dumb and this is not the right target audience. Is it but cliche? There was this stupid cartoon called Adventure Time, and I never watched it, but I've seen like a clip of like one of the characters saying the first, and I'm probably butchering it, but basically says that the first step to being great at something is being really bad at something. Yeah, and that's that's a fact. That doesn't matter <laughs> if you're trying to start a podcast because. I'll tell you what, this is at episode eight, I think, we're recording. We're going to look back at episode, you know, from episode 50 or episode 100 and think like, God, this was awful. That's true. Because you go back and look at your old videos. Absolutely. If your first isn't your worst, you're not doing it right. Exactly. It's true. But here's the thing. To get to number 50, you have to have a first that's your worst. Yeah. And 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 that's okay. And absolutely. When I started doing, and I say this, I think I've said it on other podcasts, when I started doing push-ups, I think I did three of them, and I struggled to get in three, and it was terrible, but... It's okay to suck. It's okay to suck. It's totally okay to suck. All that's, you have to do is make progress. That's a great t-shirt idea. You always... <laughs> yeah. It is. It's okay to suck. It is okay to suck. You just can't be complacent and want to suck forever. That's true. But it's okay to start out and suck. You have yes. to be comfortable with that. Yeah. So start with realistic expectations for yourself. Habits should be so easy to do that it's hard to say no to them. When I started working out, you all know this, I've said it many times, I started with 20-minute workouts three times a week, and that was where my goal was. That was an hour a week because I knew that if I tried to do what I had always done before, which was unsuccessful... That was the I, the all or nothing me would say, I'm going to work out for an hour, four or five times a week. That's four or five hours a week. That was not realistic for me at the time. I wanted to start somewhere much more realistic and it worked. It worked great because I felt like I was winning when I got in my three 20 minute workouts every week. I thought, wow, look at me go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm doing this. Another example is drinking water. You don't have to grab, you don't have to go from not drinking water. I see people do this all the time to grabbing that gallon jug and filling it up and being like, I'm going to drink. Yeah, I'm going to drink a, (laughs) I'm going to drink a gallon of water every day. Look, if that, if you have not been drinking more than 40 ounces and you try to go to a gallon, you're going to, it's going to be really hard. And And you're going to be just, just the amount of pee (laughs) is going to probably turn you. So it's the same thing. It's. The, the consequence of making a radical change like that versus I'm going to make incremental steps towards that change. Baby steps, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're somebody who pounds Diet Cokes all day, start with 20 ounces of water a day and that's it. And that's fine. And it's okay to start there. You can start with just eight ounces of water first thing in the morning and that gives you the right mindset that you've started your day with a really healthy habit and kind of get you going for the day. Start somewhere small. I cannot... Oh, it's the word I'm looking for. Stress that enough? Yes, that's it. There you go. Yeah, I cannot stress that enough. <laughs> it's true. Start where what's you're gonna at. Ha- too many people, too many people start a diet in January and they're 
all in. It's like they put all their cash in all at the same time. And that just doesn't work. It hasn't worked out in the past. Guess what? It's not going to work out today either. And then you're going to be frustrated and you're going to backslide and be probably ultimately further from your goal than when you started. After you create these small, smart goals for yourself, what what is it you're going to do? Where are you going to begin? You have to show up to yourself. You have to show up for yourself. Motivation is not something people tell me all the time. Where do you get the motivation to go to the gym? How do you get the motivation to... There is no mo- motivation did not come knocking on my door. Motivation is not something that I wake up with a bowl full of motivation. It doesn't happen that way. You have to create your own bucket of motivation. I want you to think of motivation like it's an empty bucket. And every time you show up for yourself, you get to put a little rock in your bucket of motivation, right? And you show up for yourself again the next day, you get to put a rock in your bucket of motivation. Because it's over time when you show up for yourself and you keep the promises that you make for yourself, that's when you start to see change. And that's when you build motivation. So motivation is something that you have to actually build over time. Action creates success. Success builds motivation. And it happens in that cycle. You have to start with an action. Yeah. And the action is showing up. But that the but the thing is, is the action does not say you have to show up and do an hour of workout. The action does not say you have to drink a gallon of water. The action is just showing up. If all you're doing is tying your shoe and working out for five minutes, I'm going to say something really quick. I remember when I started working out, there were days I, I did not want to work out at all. And I had not gotten my three days in. And I do remember dreading getting into the garage to work out. I got out there and I'm pretty sure I did five minutes of workout and I quit. But I didn't feel like a quitter because I got out there and I did five minutes. I, five minutes five is better minutes. than zero minutes. Yeah. Yes, the, exactly. I showed up and I gave it my best even when I was not feeling it. And I decided five minutes is my best today and that's okay. Okay. So I come th- I come at this with a little bit different perspective. And I think we're basically speaking the same language on this, that it's not motivation, it's discipline. Tyson says, discipline is doing what you hate to do, but nonetheless, doing it like you love it. There you go. I think that's that's discipline in a nutshell. I can guarantee you. Pro athletes of, of whatever sport, there's a lot of days where they don't want to wake up and go do that. Right. Yeah. An, entre- an entrepreneur. There's a lot of days. Like for you, I'm sure there's a lot of days where you don't really feel like going in. I know for a fact you don't. There's days where you don't feel like going in the kitchen and making XYZ and putting you know putting on makeup and doing your hair and making videos. But that's what it takes. But I do it because I have to be consistent if I want to see results. All of the things that we talk about, as much as they apply to losing weight or fitness or whatever, apply to everything. That's true. It's foundational for any dis- any discipline in the, not the, it's foundational for any activity. That's a better way to say it. We'll be right back. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? 
And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we're the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Right. James Clear says the most practical way to change who you are is to change what you do. Every time you change the action that you do, like when you do show up and you practice the habit that you want that aligns with your goals, it's like you're casting a vote for the person that you want to become. And the more votes that you cast for that person, you actually become that person. When you become that person... When, when I became the person that naturally at this point, I just go to the gym. It's just who I am. It's what I do. Now it takes a lot less brain power and I don't have to, I don't struggle like I used to with yeah. working out. I've built my bucket of motivation by showing up. And there are still days. It doesn't mean that every day now I have this giant bucket of motivation. I mean, it still wanes for me. There are days that I don't want to go to the gym, but I still go. Mm -hmm. There are days when I get on the stair mill and I tell myself I was, I had planned on doing 30 minutes and I get to 20 minutes and I'm like, that's it. That's all I'm doing. 20 because it's better than doing zero. Yes. It's better than not showing up for myself at all. I would also like to comment on the, the voting thing that has had kind of profound impact in the way like I I guess maybe make decisions sometimes that there's a lot of there's been some pretty major decisions in my life that I've kind of used it as a template to kind of help me make it. If I do X Who will do, I become? Yeah, it's is this a vote for who I want to be or the direction I want to go with my life? Is this, you know, does eating this thing is this a vote for me being for losing weight, for being healthier, for blah, 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 blah? Or is this a vote for the status quo? Right. And I think that's that's been a really powerful thing for me to use as a tool to kind of frame a situation and kind of get clarity on it. Another tool that you can use when you are making the votes is tracking your habits. It's a great tool. Like use an actual tr habit tracker. And there are different ways of going about and doing this. I have a habit tracker that I used in a journal that looked like a calendar grid. It's basically a grown-up sticker chart, <laughs> for lack of a better word. And I would put a little happy face or a check mark or color it in if I met my habit goal for that day. It was a way to visually prove to myself that I was voting for myself every day. It was a way to prove to myself that I was indeed winning at my habits. And when I saw my own habit chart on the side of the refrigerator, I would notice, ooh, last week I met my goal. This week, you know, I want to do the same. And if I met my goal two weeks in a row, I wasn't going to let myself down on the third week. I wanted to keep going. And that right there is exactly what I talked about with action builds success, success builds motivation. It motivated me to want to keep going. You could literally go Google habit tracker 
and find many of them online. You can find mine at thecaloriedeficitqueen.com. It's free. There are also habit trackers in, you can use a digital one. I believe there's an app called Streak. I think it's called. There's a lot. In fact, I've got one downloaded on my phone that I was kind of playing with. I don't, and, I don't remember what it's called, but there's a bunch of them. Yeah, and it'll tell you, and, and you basically, it'll tell you how many days you can create your own streak of having successful habits in place. But you don't even need that. Because I, I remember the very first ones you did, you literally drew a matrix of boxes. And a journal. One, yeah, and it was January... And then every day was one through 31. And if you did that task that day, you blacked out that box. That's right. Yeah. And it's, it does not have to be an app. It does not have to be something you pay any money for. Yeah, it can be what you want it to be. Exactly. <laughs> Get some stickers and put a sticker on a yeah. piece of paper every time you do <laughs> it, right? I mean, make it, make it what you want it to be. One way of making our habits stick is using the habit tracker. Another way of making habits stick is habit stacking. And habit stacking is basically taking a habit that you already have and attaching a new habit to it. The best example I have that I habit did a little habit stack with was my coffee water routine. I love coffee and I drink it every morning. It is a habit for me to... <laughs> make a beeline for the coffee pot in the morning. Thank you to my amazing husband who makes coffee for us every morning. And, and when I don't, you get mad at me. I do. <laughs> I do. You're like, uh, you didn't make coffee. Yesterday. <laughs> Sorry. I love my coffee in the morning. So I knew I needed to, when I first started drinking more water, I knew I needed to increase my water intake. So I did a little habit stacking and decided that I was going to drink 20 ounces of water prior to having my very first cup of coffee. I want my first cup of coffee. So you better believe that I sucked down that 20 ounces of water really quickly because I wanted to get to my coffee. It worked. And I still, even this morning, I drank water prior to drinking my coffee. And I now, it's something that I always do. And it kind of sets me off. It sets me on a path to success at the very beginning of my day. It changes my mindset of where I'm at. You can habit stack with things like your commute to work. You driving to work is a habit. So listen to your favorite health and wellness podcast while you drive to work. That might be something you habit stack. Another example of habit stacking would be having your workout clothes set out so that you can change into them right when you get home from work. You getting from home from work and putting your purse away is something that you do Monday through Friday. Great. Let's change into workout clothes immediately. Let's stack that upon getting home from work. I would even go as far to say that even if you really don't feel like working out, change into your workout clothes anyways. Even And if you change into your workout clothes and don't work out, that's okay. I still want you to change into your workout clothes. That is almost like your gateway to you building the habit of going the next step and working out. Be as consistent as you can with the very beginning of the habit, whether that's tying your shoes or getting changed into your workout clothes. 
be consistent with those things. And over time, you will build them into the habits that you want. Another way to make a habit stick is to design your environment to help cue your new habits because every habit has a cue. And then you have your response, which is you doing the action that will lead to your habit becoming automatic. If you're working on drinking water, put your thermos or your cup near the coffee pot before you go to bed. Have it right there so it cues you, you visualizing it, you seeing it in the morning, it cues you, oh yeah, that's right, I'm going to drink water prior to drinking my coffee. So cue your environment to help you get to your new habit. Get your workout clothes out and set them where you need to set them so that the first thing that happens when you get home from work is you see them. And when you see them already set out, you know, oh, visually, oh, that's a cue. I'm going to put on my workout clothes. Design your environment to help your habit become automatic. Yeah. But basically try to build a system around you to make it eliminate, um, eliminate roadblocks. Reframe your mindset around new habits. Instead of saying, I have to, oh God, I have to work out today. I want you to reframe your mindset and I want you to say to yourself, ooh, I get to work out today. You don't have to work out. You get to work out. You don't have to go on a walk. You get to go on a walk. Instead of, oh, I have to go. I have to go on a 10-minute walk. I haven't gotten my steps in today. I get to have 10 minutes of me time in the sunshine. I am excited about that. And reframe your mind around the things that you may have previously felt like you have to do and frame it into, I get to do this. Mm -hmm. Which is a radical change for a lot of people. That's a radical change for me to to reframe and put a a positive spin. But man, it really, it does help. Right. It absolutely does help. I think big picture when it comes to habits, making sure that we're doing, when when you create the habits that you want, with getting healthier, with eating healthier, with maybe your habit is tracking calories because you haven't tracked calories in years. I want you to know that it's okay. You don't have to start where everybody else is. It's absolutely okay to say, I'm just going to track my dinner. That's it. I'm going to track my dinner every day for a week so and that's- see where I'm at. And that's a totally okay point to start. I was just going to build on that with one that I'm actually doing. I'm kind of in the post-holiday, like everyone else, post-holidays, put on a little bit of weight, want to trim back up, get ready for swimsuit season. <laughs> Spring break's coming, <laughs> Spring y'all. break's coming. We're going to Cabo. Woo-hoo. Not really. I'm trying to like build a habit get or get back into the habit of tracking calories. So my goal is five days a week, Monday through Friday, I am going to be meticulous about tracking my calories. Now, Saturday and Sunday aren't free-for-alls. Like, I'm not going to just go go ape and eat whatever, but I'm trying to build – I'm just setting a goal that I think is much more attainable for me right now, doing five days a week because I'm I'm working, so it's I can kind of program that in versus Saturdays and Sundays. A little bit more challenge. We got a lot more stuff going on and running around. Yeah. Um, 
it's harder to keep the system in place for sure is what you're saying. Absolutely. But I'm trying to build the momentum Monday through Friday of keeping up with it, but keeping it five days a week because I want to be successful. I want to build, you said, build the momentum, build success. Right. And I think that's probably the one barrier that is probably one of the biggest barriers that I see 80% or more of my clients when they begin their weight loss journey Every single person wants to track their calories, track all their macros, work out five times a week, um, walk 10,000 steps a day, do all of the things that you hear all the fitness influencers saying, you need to do this, but you don't have to do all of that all at once. Pick one, pick one. I'm telling you, pick one, start there, start small. And over time, you will see progress. When you see progress, add on to the progress. I started walking, I think, 7,000 steps was my original goal to get to. Mm-hmm. I didn't start with 10,000 steps. It wasn't realistic for me at that time. Start small. Start where you're at is probably my biggest takeaway from this podcast. Don't be afraid to start small. Right. Should that be on a t-shirt too? <laughs> That's what I was about to say. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Everything should be on a (laughs) t-shirt. So hopefully you found a little nugget of wisdom about habits. I want you to reflect on, on yourself and where you're at. Kind of make some decisions on how you can make small, gradual improvements that will last in, in your life and is realistic for you. Because over time, that's when we see success and we see sustainable success. And that is it. Thank you for joining us on another transformative episode. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, share the podcast with a friend. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, create your habits. Don't be afraid to start small. Adios. That's that's my sign off. Adios.